Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN. And then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So be sure to turn those notifications on. On this one, we've got three games, the three recent games coming out of All-Star break to talk about with you guys. And then in the second half, we have this upcoming back-to-back road trip against the Hornets once again and the Bulls. But... Let's just start off with that first game against the T-Wolves, Hirsch. Uh, you could call it a revenge game for the Bucks, but nice to see us kind of coming out of that break, get some momentum to get us on this little three-game win streak post-All-Star break. But yeah, Hirsch, what were your thoughts on that Timberwolves game? Yeah, I mean, I would say, first of all, it was one of the most complete games of the season from us. Uh, start to finish, I thought we played really well. Obviously, you know, the Timberwolves are a great team, one of the best defensive teams in the league. Uh, with guys like Gobert, Jaden McDaniels. Obviously, Mike Conley's been playing pretty well this year. And then, obviously, you know, they got their two superstars in, you know, Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. Uh, you know, we I think I thought we did a great job on Towns, only uh, held him to 22 points. Obviously, Edwards got his points, but you're not going to be able to stop both of them. Um, and then, obviously, Dame was a little inefficient, but he still had 21 and 10. And at the end of the game, he closed, he closed them out, so... That's kind of what we're looking for from him. Obviously, you know, we, we want him to be more efficient. We want that shot to fall a little bit more than it has. But to see him really, you know, just close the game out like we really have, like we like it was it was like the guy we traded for. I mean, we, we needed him to close it up, close him out. Um, he hit a really clutch like baseline uh step back uh mid-range from uh from the right side at the end of the game that basically iced it for us. Uh that was the dagger, so yeah, I thought overall great game. Obviously, Giannis had a monstrous game, 33-13-5. But, yeah, I just thought overall great, great game. Probably the best game we've seen from the Bucks this year uh, from start to finish. Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Just considering that Hornets game, you know, holding a team to 26 at half. But, uh, yeah, just a really good game against a really, really good team. I believe they're still the number one seed in the Western Conference right now. So you you know you want to see the Bucks beat these good teams, which they've typically been doing all year. But you know to just see them, like you said, play a good game from start to finish. I know that you know we went up on them. They can they kind of came back, made it close. But you know in the end, yeah, Dame Dame hit a clutch shot, and that's why you bring a guy like that in. Really, really good to see that from this team. Um, and then you know we go on to play the Sixers on Sunday, uh, the Embiidless Sixers. But, you know, we still go in there and we take care of business. And again, like earlier in the season, we were struggling to do that against teams without their best player or just teams that aren't necessarily competitive. But yeah, in this one, we just kind of went out there, stomped on their neck. Yeah, this one, it wasn't even really too close. I mean, we we obviously got to see some of our young guys at the end of the game. Thanasis got in, um, Andre Jackson got in, stuff like that, just because we were up by so much. Giannis almost had a, a triple-double with 30, 12, and 9. 
an efficient game uh, with 24. And then Bobby came off the bench with 17. Bobby, also, I do want to say, after since the All-Star break, has been playing a lot better. We're seeing a lot less of those uh, post-touches, Steve, that you kind of were getting pretty frustrated with earlier in the first half of the year um, with Bobby. So I think Doc has really given people their roles since he's came in, uh, told people what he wants them to be doing and what he doesn't want them to be doing. And and Bobby has clearly been, you know, he's, he's getting set up more on a lot of his shots, which is which is good for for him. He's not necessarily a guy that you that you really envision like like hidden step back, you know, post fades and stuff like that. But that's what he was trying to hit earlier in the first half of the year. And now it just feels like the buckets are coming easier for Bobby, Steve. I mean, yeah, and I think that just comes with this team's ball movement looks much better from what we've seen it. I think Giannis and Dame are starting to kind of get used to playing with each other, you know, especially without Chris being there right now, hoping to see him back next week. But yeah, I mean, without Chris there, you know, usually you'd see a lot of the Chris Giannis two-man game because that's what they're comfortable with. But now they're forced to really, really get used to it. And yeah, I mean, hey, it seems like it's starting to really, really work. Uh, a lot of cool connections from Giannis or Dame to Giannis, Giannis to Dame. Uh, there was a really nice alley-oop in the Hornets game uh, from Dame to Giannis. So, I, you know, really, really exciting stuff to come for this team. I think that they're starting to put it together. I know, you know, we said that in like December when they went on that like eight game win streak. But, you know, this is, you know, this is what Bucks fans said they wanted to see. They wanted to see them come out of the all-star break firing. And that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, this is this situation reminds me a lot of the uh, James Harden to the Clippers earlier in the season uh, kind of thing where, you know, when we got Doc and fired AG, you know, we, we were three and seven in that little 10 game span. Uh, we, we were really struggling. So were the Clippers when they first got Harden. They were very they were struggling. They could not get a win in their first, you know, seven. Game. I think they started out 0 and seven with Harden. Um, but now they've turned it around. I mean, look at the Clippers They're They're. Some people are, are saying that they're going to come out of the West this year, possibly make it to the finals. They, they've really turned their season around. Harden looks like he fits like a glove now, and Tyron Liu just told everybody in the media, you know, give him some time. He'll put it together. I think that's that's the case here with the Bucs. I mean, we it, it took us some time. The defense has obviously improved since Doc has gotten there. Uh, I, I would say a lot, actually. Um, we're, we're not getting, you know, flooded anymore, like you mentioned. We, we, we held the Hornets. Albeit it is the Hornets, but we held them to uh, 26 points at the half, which is absurd. Um, so, yeah, I just think the defense overall has gotten a lot better. And now it's just about, you know, developing that offensive game, like you mentioned, between Dame and Giannis, trying to, you know, make sure that that's really ready for the playoffs. Because I, I think that the team changing their changing their focus from more of an offensive team to a defensive team post break, especially with Doc, is going gonna, is gonna to be the thing that really propels us forward. Uh, especially in the playoffs when, you know, we, we've talked about it. I mean, you've got guys like Tyrese Halliburton. You've got guys like Donovan Mitchell. We might see a Tyrese Maxey. I mean, who knows what the Sixers are going to be. Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, elite scorers. Jalen Brunson, elite scorer. I mean, there, there's every single team in the East has a guy like even Jimmy Baller on the Heat. Like every single team has a guy that is going to put up massive points. If our defense can get, you know, a lot improved by by the playoffs, I think I, I think we're going to – farewell against a lot of these teams especially in the first and second round steve yeah for sure and then i mean i totally agree with you but just to circle on back do you think that i mean first off 26 points and a half i believe that's the lowest a team is allowed in uh the season this year and a half 
do you think that that's like a statement type of win or statement type of half for the Bucs? I mean, do you think that put the league on notice or do you think people are kind of looking at it like, hey, yeah, it's just the Hornets. They're, you know, they're whatever. They didn't have LaMelo, this and that. Yeah, I, I would kind of go more towards the latter. Um, obviously, it is great to see, but when their best player is, you know, Miles Bridges, who's probably a third best player on like an actually good team, if you really, or even maybe fourth option. Uh, in reality, I mean, this Hornets team is pretty bad, especially without LaMelo. Uh, they obviously traded Terry Rozier as a deadline to the Heat. So they they they're, they really don't have much. Obviously, I know they've, they've been playing a little bit better as of late uh, since they made the trade for, you know, Grant Williams and Seth Curry. But, yeah, this Hornets team is, is pretty brutal. Uh, not much good stuff to say about them, especially without LaMelo. Um I definitely think it's a good sign, though, that this team's able to hold a, an NBA team to 85 points in a game. I mean, just just being able to say that is a good sign. But I, I'd like to see, you know, that that kind of defensive effort against, you know, a, a better team than the Hornets. It doesn't necessarily need to be a team like the Nuggets or the Suns, like a, te- a great team. But, you know, if we if we had done this to the Hawks, I think it really would have put the team put the league on notice or done this to the Bulls. I think we would have put the league on notice holding a team like that to 26 points. No, that's fair enough. I just, I mean, yeah, 26 points is, I mean, that's like, okay. Nowadays to score in a quarter. Like, I don't know. That's pretty impressive to me. I was very ecstatic to see that this team was capable of playing that level of defense. Uh, and you know, it was nice to kind of see them not give up at all. Like, like they were up 50 points at one point, right. To see them, you know, still going out there and pressing, you know, Pat Bev is out there bumping and shoving people. Uh, you know, that's an intensity you want to see from this team. It's an intensity that championship caliber teams have. Uh, and then, you know, just on a side note, really quick, shout out to Danilo Gallinari for getting his first bucket in a Bucks uniform, little and one. So, and I think it was from a pass from Pat Connington. So, hey, you know what? Nice to see PC contributing a little bit too. Bobby Portis looks a lot better after both of us were kind of calling for him to be traded. A uh, lot of things looking really good right now, Hirsch. Yeah, definitely. And I like the fact that you brought uh, brought up Pat Bev. I mean, I obviously was happy about the trade when we first made it. I, I thought that campaign wasn't really giving us much. And, you know, I thought that was a good trade. But now seeing the defensive intensity that Pat Bev, that Pat Bev brings to the team, I, I think that trade was a lot more important than uh, than it looked, especially with, you know, Pat Bev being a veteran, you know, older guy in the locker room who's really – holding people accountable on the defensive end, Steve. I think that's a great sign, but uh, we'll take a quick break, come back, um, and re- and preview this upcoming uh, road trip against the Hornets and the Bulls. And we're back on the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, we're going to preview this upcoming back-to-back against the Hornets and the Bulls. Uh, Steve, let's start with the Hornets. Obviously, we just spanked them around, treated them like a college team. Um, we have one more game against them. How likely is the, is there to be a season sweep here? I mean, I think it's pretty likely, uh, from my point of view, this Hornets team, like we just talked about is, is pretty brutal, especially with no LaMelo. They don't really have any guy on the ball that really scares me at all. Obviously, Brandon Miller is a good young player. Miles Bridges can be explosive sometimes, but yeah, this team, this team has got a couple of years to go before it's even, uh, considering being competitive, Steve. So yeah, they, they the Hornets have a lot of work to do in front of them, and I just don't think that they can compete with us at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, just considering what we just saw, 
Um, I mean, all season, really, this could be, you know, we've beaten them by what, 20 plus three times now, 30 plus three times. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I'm a betting man, I'm taking the bucks spread in this game <laughs> against the Hornets. Um, yeah, like no LaMelo ball. I mean, they're being led by Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, like you were taught, you were saying this shouldn't be a problem for the Bucks. So, you know, I think that we can kind of move or, you know, just, we just got to go there, take care of business. That's what, you know, the best teams do, uh, just go in and stomp on their throat or stomp on their neck right out of the gate. Yeah. One thing I do want to mention just quickly, uh, the Bucks have a pretty, pretty brutal end of their season when it comes to strength of schedule. We have one of the hardest, uh, you know, remaining schedules left in the league, but uh, having this back-to-back against two, you know, middling teams, obviously the Bulls are okay, but the, these are two games here where we really need to take advantage of both of them. Um, and a sweep here would be massive just, just for, you know, the schedule's sake. Uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think as long as the Bucks are able to, you know, get a top three seed, even a top four seed, just get that first round by, you know, once you get out of the first round, you get some momentum, but you know, we're not there yet. Uh, right now they still hold the three seed. I think that, you know, and if they can keep playing this way, they could, you know, climb back up, get that two seed again. I think Boston is probably, they probably have the one seed at this point. I don't think there's really any going for that, you know, especially with how tough our schedule is. We're bound to lose some of these games. I mean, I know we got like the Clippers like twice next week or something like that. Uh, we got the Suns. Got a lot of good teams to play uh, in the remaining games of the season. But, yeah, I mean, the Bulls are 27-31 and 31 at this point. You know, a team with really no direction, Hirsch. Uh, we are 2-1 and one on, on the season against them. We had that tough overtime loss where Alex Caruso hit that 1-3. Um, you know, I think that the only thing that I guess worries me at this point with this game is that, you know, it's coming off a of back-to-back maybe, like, that could impact us somehow, some way, but you know, with the intensity that this team has shown out of the break with, you know, the way Dame has played with the way Giannis has played all year. I have like, at this point, you got to have faith that we can, you know, beat teams that are 27 and 31, like the bulls. Yeah. And I, I liked how you kind of said that they don't have uh, much of a direction. Obviously I agree with you that I think we're going to win. Uh, we should win pretty handily actually, but the bulls, man, I mean, what, 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 what was that? Not, not making any trades at the deadline. I mean, they, they're going to hold on to DeMar, who's on the last year of his deal. Zach Levine is still injured. Nikola Vucevic is getting older. It's not like they have much young, uh, young talent on their team. I mean, their best young guy is Patrick Williams, who's not even that good. I mean, this this Bulls team, I mean, what what Steve, in your in your eyes, what, what does their future look like? Because to me, it looks like a lot of nine seed and ten seeds for the next four years. Yeah, pretty grim. I mean, all I can really say about that is I'm very, very happy. I'm not a Bulls fan. Um, you know, despite how up and down this season has been, I, I would choose the Bucks a hundred times out of a hundred over the Bulls in any scenario, even if I wasn't from Milwaukee, this and that. Yeah, I, that's a team that I would, you know, if I'm a fan, I I wouldn't I mean, who, how can you watch basketball with that? I mean, it's just it's just a bunch of nonsense. And, I, you know, it's 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 ironic that I'm saying this because, you know, we grew up with, you know, an era of Bucks basketball where it was just a bunch of nine and ten seeds, eight seeds. Oh, going nowhere, but worse than that. We were the worst team in the league by far. Yeah. yeah, yeah no. So, hey, they'll, they're Chicago. They're a big market. They're, they'll figure it out at some point. But, uh, yeah, no, this is a team that we, we got to really beat. Um 
back to back is going to make it tough though. That, that's the only thing, you know, being that we're an older team too. Um, yeah, that that's really my only concern in this game. I mean, hopefully we're able to destroy the Hornets enough in the first half and the third quarter that, you know, Dame, Giannis, and Brooke don't really have to play much at the end of that game. Maybe get some rest for that back-to-back. But, yeah, Steve, I think this is an easy 2-0 two, uh, two sweep for us for the weekend. I, I don't see us losing either of these games, like, at all. And then, yeah, hey, let, in theory, if we win these games, uh, you know, go on a five-game win streak out of the break, how sustainable, how big, I guess, would that be for – you know, just like the mental or, you know, just the momentum for this team. Yeah. I mean, I think confidence wise, that's massive. I mean, I think especially for, for a guy like, for guys like Bobby, Pat, um, even Dame guys who've had, you know, that, that spotlight kind of on them throughout the year, obviously, you know, we, we talked about Pat and Bobby being traded a lot. Uh, now that they're obviously not getting traded because the deadline's passed, it feels like they're playing with more freedom. Um, they're, they're out there not really worrying about their futures. So that's that's obviously a good sign. And then we've got, we've all been talking about how Dame doesn't look himself. He, he's not playing how he's supposed to play. He doesn't look like Portland Dame. He's inefficient, all this stuff. But he's 25-7, and seven, an all-star starter. He won the three-point contest and the all-star MVP. And now we're on a three-game win streak because he plays well. I mean, it seems like whenever Dame plays well, and I know you texted me this yesterday, but whenever Dame plays well, we we, we, we are unbeatable. Yeah, I mean, our record shows, you know, when Dame scores like 25 or more points, we're like 25 and one or something like that. Um, something crazy like that. So, yeah, whenever Dame plays well, this team plays well. Uh, you know, I'm and I'm looking for Dame to continue to, you know, especially against teams like the Hornets and the Bulls, have those good efficient nights, you know, let the game come to you. You Like he never has to force it anymore. He'll never have to force it because he gets to play with Giannis. He gets to play with Brooke. When Chris is back, he'll get to play with Chris again. Uh, and I, yeah, it's just really about letting the game come to him. And it seems like he's kind of, you know, gotten a little bit of that confidence back from potentially winning all, uh, all-star MVP, the three-point contest, just playing better overall too. Uh, I think that's just the big thing with Dame is getting that confidence back. And it kind of seems like it's it's really starting to come back. And then in the 13 games since we've gotten Doc, I mean, our defensive rating, Steve, is up to sixth in the N- in the NBA um, in those 13 games. I mean, clearly Doc has, you know, worked his magic a little bit on the defensive side. I know you were, you know, pretty against the, the signing at first when we first hired him, but I mean, has these have these 13 games changed your opinion at all on, on the Doc Rivers hiring? And, you know, I know you're pretty upset that we fired AG midseason, but has this little stretch here kind of changed your mind at all? Uh, I mean, hey, the season was a, like the way that they handled the coaching and everything this year. It, I mean, it's a mess. Well, we have three coaches on our three head coaches on our payroll. Giannis and Dame, you know, we're saying it's tough because they had uh, three coaches. Well, I guess Giannis had three coaches in a six month span or four coaches in a six month span. Uh, Dave, uh, three coaches for Dame. I mean, it's just a lot of switching up. Uh, we're still six and seven with Doc, um, but yeah, it is it is positive to see that the defense has been much improved because we all know it. Like you have Brooke Lopez, who's been playing the best defense of the season right now for him. He's one of the highest or lowest rated defensive players in the league right now. Um, he is making good things happen. Like I got to give it to the guy. It, it looked ugly at first, but yeah, we just I was getting impatient. We just had to give it time. Uh, but again, like we thought like, you know, we, uh, when we got doc, we were all like, he's just gonna, you know, come in and get us those regular season wins. The real test for him is the playoffs. So again, I'm going to stick with that. I think that, you know, 
for Doc again, the, you know, his real test is going to be the playoffs. I can't necessarily like judge him right now because, you know, like you said, this is a tough uh, situation to be in taking over a team midseason. I know Jay. AJ Reddick gave him a lot of crap for it, but it is the truth. I mean, it this is it's it's a lot. So yeah. playoffs for Doc. So and that's when I'll give uh, my full my full uh, assessment on him. Yeah, that JJ Reddick stuff was pretty crazy though. I felt like you know he was he was kind of taking a more of a personal shot at Doc, and uh, for me at least, I liked what Austin Rivers said um, in in response to that, but. Yeah, I just think overall, you know, our, our defense being better and being kind of where it should be, especially with the focus on getting more deflections, keeping your hands out in the passing lanes, making the court look smaller, which is something that Doc talked about in his postgame uh, press conference last night. I think all of those things are good signs moving forward, but uh, I think that's going to be it for today's episode of the Bucks and Six podcast. Make sure to leave a like, download, subscribe, and follow us on both Twitter and Instagram at Bucks and Six FFSN. I'm Hershey Winkleman, he's Steven Dorf, and let's go Bucks!